What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everybody. I'm really excited about the guest I have on my show today. He's a former NFL player, Super Bowl champ. He's a devoted husband and father and a true follower of Jesus Christ. He's provided leadership values to men through the Built Ready Belonging Program, which we'll talk more about. He's a keynote speaker sharing 18 years of NFL leadership do's and don'ts. It's an absolute honor and privilege to welcome Heath Evans to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, I appreciate you having me. A true honor. Awesome. For my listeners who may not know who you are, um, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, kind of your background, and then also about your family, how many kids you have? For sure. I was the uh, chubby little white boy from Palm Beach, Florida, that at four years old had a dream to play in the NFL. Um, through a lot of hard work, God's grace and determination, um, I realized that dream. Got to play 10 years, um, four years in Seattle, a very brief stint in Miami with the Dolphins, four years with the New England Patriots. My last two years with the New Orleans Saints, um, I have uh, two daughters. Ava Grace Evans is 16. Uh, she is my twin, so hopefully I would have been a, a pretty girl. Um, we, we will see. And, um, and Naomi Reese, is she just turned 14. So I was married for 13 years, um, divorced in 2015, um, just remarried here in um, 20, uh, 2020, and um, I'm excited for the new chapter, new adventure, and uh, new bride is definitely a blessing. Awesome. Now, um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. I know you've got a couple of different uh, things you got your hands in, so um, why don't you share a little bit about that? Um, it's funny. So through um, 18 years of, of a lot of different types of NFL experiences, 10 as a as a teammate on different teams, some dominant and some not so dominant. And then 18, or excuse me, eight years um, with the NFL network, um, just learned a lot about leadership, mostly bad leadership. Uh, but the four years that I had with Bill Belichick in New England were, were life-changing. And so that has given me the opportunity um, to coach really all across North America. Uh, Pre-COVID, I was doing a lot in person. Um, a lot of different what they call masterminds in the real estate space, but um, I um, I love helping um, team leaders, CEOs, owners of companies to see how you can get 53 alpha, alpha males on the same right. page right. Um, is obviously a tough task. I'm thankful my dad taught me to keep my eyes wide open and that it's better to uh, listen and learn than have to live and learn. I was able to watch and see uh, out of how and what Bill Belichick did. You know, people call it the Patriot way. I call it the Belichick way. Uh, it is his system. It is his mindset. It is his belief systems. And what I've realized is those belief systems, uh, they create the dominant, you know, New England Patriots dynasty, but they also help Chick-fil-A dominate the fast food business. They help my, my buddy, Eric Anderson, the top golf dominate the golf entertainment space. Uh, these principles work. And so now I've had the opportunity to um, coach business owners how to build teams. Um, that is kind of uh, the, the day job, so to speak. My, my heartbeat is Built Ready. It's a platform to help men master their manhood through faith and fitness. And um, we give people great workouts, uh, great Bible reading plans, 
Um, and it's a bunch of men all across North America and, and some in Europe, but not, not too many right uh, now in Europe uh, that are just doing life together through accountability and transparency. We have 10 declarations that we live our life off of, and uh, that's the heartbeat. That's the passion. That's what, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. Hmm. That's awesome. Do you guys um, promote uh, that um, program to uh, schools like high schools or college? Uh, not yet. Um, it was, I have, I'm a big dreamer. Remember I was the four year old that had a huge dream to play in the NFL and didn't have the most talent. So, uh, I have a huge vision. Um, I, I hope to be able to get to the high school level, uh, to be able to mentor these young men, um, before the the consequences of life have set in, you know, I I believe we have choices and decisions and then consequences that follow those choices and decisions. And the earlier we can get to young men and, and teach them, um, what God says of them and, mm-hmm. and teach them their real identity that has nothing to do with sports or uh, what the world calls uh, this version of masculinity, I feel like uh, they'll be far better suited. So um, we've kind of started with a particular vision, um, kind of chasing after a particular age group of men uh, via Instagram. And then as we build, uh, we will build. I've got a big vision for the youth of today for sure. Oh, that's cool. That's cool because um, as you know, I'm a I'm high school varsity basketball coach, and uh, I've coached. Uh, I have two boys, and I coach. They're all they're they're 22 and 19 now, and I coached them since they were four years old all the way up through high school. And I love it. Um, yeah, and it's it's been a huge part of my life. And now my younger son, who's now in college, his freshman year in college, and he's actually playing college ball for uh, college basketball for Hope International University in Fullerton, but he's um. Uh, it's it's cool because people ask me now, um, what, you're still coaching the sc- at the school? And I said, yeah. <laughs> well, your son's gone now. Well, okay. I didn't do it for my son. I did it for all the young men there. You know, yeah. I, I just love it and I have a passion for it. So I'm hoping, you know, you can get to that that level where you can reach these. Because you're right, these young men, they you know, they, they don't know what the real world is yet. And some of these guys don't, don't have father figures in their lives and um, – you know, it's, so this kind of program where it teaches them fitness as well as it's got the faith-based principle behind it, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, we're, we're hoping to see it expand. You know, we've got 10 declarations that we live off of, and I'm going to run through them real quick. But these are all things I've stolen from Scripture, but I also um, it kind of bounced them off the way Bill Belichick helps uh, create dominant teammates that, you know, uh, make dominant teams. And the first one is we are workout warriors. I believe our bodies are meant to be built to, to demand into submission, you know, work them hard. Second one is we are healthy, not just the way we eat, not just the water that we drink, but the stuff we, we allow to go into our mind. Uh, number three is we are truth seekers. We are just ferociously after truth in every area of life. We are transparent is number four. We are accountable is number five. We are honoring is number six. We are generous is number seven. We are planners. There's no eight. We plan out everything. We are meticulous in our approach to life. We are disciplined is number nine. And then number 10 is we are rested. Ultimately, we rest in Jesus Christ. We want to work our butts off every single day. I believe I can work 20 hours a day and still be rested based on the promises of God's word. But um, my heartbeat is to help men master their manhood as Jesus Christ has helped me master mine and, and lead them um, lead them to Jesus, period, the end. Oh man, awesome! Amen to that, brother. That's that's very cool. Um, I will certainly uh, uh, jot those down and share those with my players for sure. That's that's really cool. Um, well, cool. Um, kind of transitioning now, kind of in your dad role. Uh, 
uh, you know, it's kind of a different role than what you're doing right now, but you've got two daughters. I've got two boys. So, uh, I don't know the I don't know the whole daughter daddy routine, but something that I wish I, something that I wish I would have been a part of, but, uh, um, you know, God bless us with two boys and, and we'll take it and run with it. So, um, you know, what kind of, you know, going through your journey as a dad, what have you learned? <laughs> Talk about a loaded question. Um, yeah. I've, I've learned my, my natural instincts, um, aren't right. My, my natural responses, um, a lot of times aren't loving and they're not nurturing. They, they, they might be, they might have the right heart behind them in the sense of instruction and guidance, but oftentimes they're not delivered correctly. Um, you know, I, 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 I relish my relationship that I had with my dad and my mom. I also realized through, you know, my mentors and the guys that disciple me that God just made me a little different. And so I don't need a mess to be massaged. I really just kind of want the barbaric, unadulterated truth. Like, don't beat around the bush. Tell me what I did wrong. I want to get it right. I want to correct it. And um, I don't need to be coddled. Um, and not that my daughters need to be coddled, but the, the female um, spirit is different than male. And rightfully so. And God made it beautifully different. Um, and so I've, I've learned um, the process of um, moment by moment humility um, to realize that I have very few answers. Um, and if I have the answers, I really need to be cautious in how I uh, deliver those answers, because even in a well-intended heartbeat, they can be delivered by my kind of ferocious personality in a way that would beat down my daughter's spirits instead of build up. And so I, my, the one thing that I've learned, you know, 16 years in with Ava and 14 years in with Naomi, that is of of the most important to to any father is that <clears throat> Jesus is the answer to our our parenting, and mm-hmm. and it, it is the um, in the Christian faith we have this this gift of the Holy Spirit that gives us uncanny wisdom and supernatural um, counsel and advice um, based on the truth of God's word, and if we're not relying on that truth. Um, you know, we're constantly going to get this parenting thing wrong. And if we're leaning on our own understanding, we're constantly going to fall short. No, you're absolutely right. And it's something that a lot of parents don't get. And here's the other thing you got to keep in mind. We're going to continue to make mistakes. We're going to continue to mess up. Uh, We're going to continue to stumble through this thing called parenting. Um, But one of the cool things that we have in our, in our right pocket, if we so choose is the Bible that kind of gives us a lot of those parenting principles, right? Parent, a, lot, a lot of parents that don't really know that there are a lot of parenting principles in the Bible that you can, that you can follow and that will help you be the parent that you need to be. For sure. And, and, and it's laced with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, in Hosea, it, it, you know, there's a, a verse that literally says, my, my people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. And so as fathers, not only if we're not seeking truth, which is my, my, my third declaration that I teach our men and our young men to live by, but not only do we destroy ourselves, but, but, but then we destroy the next generation. And mm-hmm. so if I'm, if I'm relying on my own understanding, my own knowledge, my own experience, I'm setting Ava and Naomi up for failure. And so all yeah. throughout scripture, you know, I used to kid Bill Belichick all the time because he would teach these principles about humility and kind of submission to the mission of the team and all these things. And, they were all stolen from scripture. Now he got them from his dad who got them from the Navy and then the Navy, you know, you track back American history. 
um, you know, our admirals and generals were devout Christians that studied the Bible for war plans and game planning. Right. And, right. Um, and so, um, but throughout time, the, the power of the message still resides true in, you know, the New England Patriot locker room. Um, but the source of the power had kind of been removed. And so mm. I'm constantly pushing men back to what does the word of God say um, about me? Because most of the time when I deal with me, my responses to Ava and Naomi are going to be far more loving. They're going to be right. gracious. They're going to be wrapped in kindness and love. Doesn't mean that the message is going to be accepted well from them. Doesn't mean that they're not going to be pissed at me for disciplining them. Doesn't mean right. that they're going to accept it well. But I- I'm responsible to deliver truth to Ava and Naomi. And and I don't. We're not born with truth. The Word of God actually says we're we're, we're born um, enemies of truth. And right. by the grace and the gift of Jesus, if we so choose to believe. And, and give our lives in return for that free gift of Jesus Christ for our forgiveness of sins, then I get the Holy Spirit that, that softens my heart and tenderizes my heart and, and makes me hear the loving voice of God so I can I can deliver that loving voice of, of God's word and his truth to my daughters. Mm. That's powerful, dude. That is, that is so powerful. And do you do you share that kind of stuff with, with your daughters? I mean, do you speak this I know, I know you're hoping to, to gain the kind of wisdom to help you parent, but do you go through these principles with your daughters? Oh, yeah. They, listen, yeah. they, um, because, and they, listen, they're 16 and 14. They'll right. try to flip, they'll try to, <laughs> they'll try to, they'll try to flip this stuff on me at, at sometimes. Yeah, that's not very loving. I'm like, no, you just don't like the loving truth that's coming out of my mouth. And listen, <laughs> we, we see in this world, people hate truth. Yeah. They hate it. They reject it. And as Romans says, as Ephesians says, as Galatians says, it's they people want their own way. They want to stand in what the world calls. I'm going to live my truth. Well, we wonder yeah. why, you know, depression is at an all time high. We wonder why depression medicine is at an all high all time high usage. We wonder why suicide is at an all time high rate. We wonder why so many other dysfunctionalities of life are higher than they've ever been. Well, it's more people trying to live their life based on their own understanding. And it's broken and it leads people to painful lives instead of purposeful life. And in that we find our purpose in Jesus and in Jesus alone. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And you know, you're right. Your daughters, your daughters are 14 and 16 and they, and they, you know, the, the, the teenage mindset sets in um, and they kind of have their own ways of thinking. And sometimes that can be a challenge, right? Um, yeah. I mean, as parents, we face a lot of challenges, but, you know, with your with your kind of your business side of things, and then and then your spiritual side of things, and with your daughters kind of being in that teenage role, um, what challenges are you facing right now as a dad? I think personally, it's just a life of consistency. You know, I have things that I have. Um, anyone that knows me, I'm going to be up early in the morning, and I'm going to be in my word. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my workout in. I will also say I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I love my family. I'm like. Let me ask you something. Does does your schedule prove that you love your wife? Does your schedule mm-hmm. prove that you love God? Does your schedule prove that you love your girls? And so when I say consistency, um, I think we're always a work in, prog- in, in progress. And so in, in learning how to parent, um, you know, two teenage daughters, um, even now adding a, a new mom into the mix, um, as big a blessing as it's been, it's also offered new wrinkles that, bring up different sides of their emotion. And and so um, I'm most grateful that God gave me a, a strong disciplinary mother and father so that I was able to raise Ava up 
um, to respect my authority. Um, and despite all my failures, um, they definitely do. <clears throat> and they, and they would tell you that in their good days and their bad days, but consistency with, um, messaging consistency mm-hmm. with, um, what's appropriate discipline for 16 and 14 year olds. What's, what's appropriate discipline for the nature of how different they are in their dispositions. You know, Ava right. and Naomi respond very different to truth emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. they, they go about it differently. And so, constantly being consistent and going back to God of like, how in the heck do I do this today? How in the heck do I handle Ava today? Um, and then my message of consistent tender love when my natural human inclination isn't to be patient, isn't to be loving, and it isn't right. to be kind. It's to be very reactive um, to whatever their their emotion of choice is for the day instead of responding to them in love. And so my my battle is always God. I want to be consistent, and I want to be consistently um, a representation of of godly love. Yeah, and consist. You're right. Consistency is important, and it's not only through our words. But consistency is important in the, in our actions, right? Uh, Amen. As we've heard it said, our, our kids are watching all the time, and I talk about it a lot. Our kids, the kids are watching all the time, regardless of their age, whether they're three or whether twenty three. They're watching you all the time. So your actions speak volumes. And uh, especially for your daughters now, they're, they're, they're going through this adolescent, you know, teenage years where they're kind of finding their own way. And um, it's through your actions that'll, that'll prove to them um, the kind of parent that you are. Yeah, well, it's the cliche, you know, more is caught than taught, which I, I absolutely agree with. But I, I'm, I'm a little bit more barbaric, and, I, and I've just seen this play out in – you know, a divorce situation that, that I lived through and that, you know, our kids and, and really us as humans, um, the younger we are before this world warps our minds, I've, I've, I've realized that my girls have these like innate built-in human BS detectors. Right. And when, when you are trying to preach something that you are not living, they will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. They, it, it is, I think it's, um, <laughs> How should I say this? I was forced into positions because of my own sinful actions at times to have to be honest with my children. I chose the route despite what some would consider wise counsel um, to not involve them in things, which I never purposely involved them in anything. But when they would come to me and ask me questions, I never avoided the truth, even if it was probably a little too much emotionally dense for them to handle at their age. Now, I never went into detail, but I I was honest. I never wanted Ava or Naomi to be like, you know, my dad lied to me, even if it was good intentions. And what I've realized, right. even with kids that have been adopted um, or different scenarios where we feel like, oh, it's okay to keep our kids in the dark, um, I'm sure there's scenarios that exist where maybe that is the wise thing to do. I just know for me in my house, it has paid such great dividends um, that as long as Ava and Naomi can remember, they, they know their dad never lied to them. Even if it cost me my pride and um, everything else, because listen, I've, I've had some sinful days in my life um, that were embarrassing, not only to me, but to my ex-wife and, um, and my family. Um, but my girls know that in my bad seasons, um, their dad was still a, a real man that would um, own up to his, his mistakes and his sinful decisions. And so that has bought me a lot of credit in these tougher days with uh, parenting teenagers 
um, especially in a divorced home, where they might get their feathers ruffled and they might fight back a little bit, but they ultimately know they can trust their dad. And mm. and I, and that's and that's gone a long way, especially in these in these teenage years. Mm. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, uh, kind of going through your kind of your success of your uh, the NFL, you know, through your journey of being an NFL player and now kind of a businessman. What lessons have you tried to teach your girls about success? Oh man. Well, in our home, humility is is the first attribute of true greatness. I think if we, if we let this world um, tell our kids that success is, these, it, this world will damn our kids. It right. will damn them emotionally. It will damn them spiritually. Um, it will damn them. It will screw them up in every which way. Um, I sat in front of a, a group of 114 of some of the most powerful businessmen in the world in January in Nashville, Tennessee. And I asked them, who's happy? And I challenged them really, really to, to think about what happiness is. Mm-hmm. I had about 14 or 15 that could raise their hand. You had people wow. in there that were some of the most powerful CEOs in the world, multimillionaires, hundreds of times over. And, and yet very few could raise their hand because they had chased what this world says was success. And yet at every level they got success, they wanted more of that same success that never made them happy. So I've told my girls, listen, a humble and contrite heart is what true greatness is made out of. Um, If you want to find your purpose in life, our purpose is all the same. And people hate that I say this. And I even have Christians that get mad at me or so-called Christians that get mad at me. (laughs) Our, our, Our purpose is to love God with all our hearts, minds, and soul and to love others as we love ourselves, period, then. And then Ephesians 2 will come into place. If we, if, we, if we love God with all our heart and then if we, we love others, we'll start to find those good works that God had planned for us before the foundations of the earth, and then we'll find purpose and power and peace, and we'll be able to sleep sweetly at night. So I don't know, Ava and Naomi are going to be multimillionaires, if they're going to be CEOs, if they're going to be veterinarians or what, um, but they've been raised with a, a couple principles of um, humility, is, is true greatness. Um, if, if I can raise you girls to be disciplined and to work hard, I believe they're growing up in a society of a bunch of cupcakes. I think they're going to rule the world because no one knows how to work hard anymore. Everybody wants the easy way. Everyone has their hand out. Everyone's a victim. Um, right. And so I've, Ava and Naomi will tell you, I've raised them tough, um, but they know they're loved and um, they, they know it's coming from a good place in the heart. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, too many kids today don't understand the the meaning behind humility, and a lot of it stems back to how their parents have raised them. Um, I mean, I even just being in sports. I mean, you see it all the time. But in, in these younger younger ages, where kids are in high school playing sports, I mean, humility is is nowhere to be found. Unless you know, you can find humility in players that at least some players that will uh, you know that participate at, at maybe a Christian school like. You know, the players that I coach, we coach at a, at a, high, at a Christian high school. Um, so you see that in those players. But um, there's a lot of kids out there that don't understand the meaning behind humility. And it's, and it's unfortunate because they're just setting themselves up for failure later on in life. Yeah. Well, and listen, I, so much is a failure of stuff to be taught properly. Mm. Humility is not thinking less of, of myself. Humility is thinking about myself accurately. What, what's what's the truth of God's word say about me? I, I'm I'm a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. 
the word tells me that I am because I I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior that I'm an heir to the throne that that I have I am a, a literally a, a brother of, of Jesus and mm-hmm. there's so many scriptures that tell me about who who God equips me to be so my confidence and my humility is that I know who I am because who God says I am and so I can operate in the gifts whether it's my speaking gifts whether it's my ability to coach young athletes. Um, whatever it is, I can operate in those gifts with great confidence because I know God gave them to me and they're dynamic for a reason. And so it's false humility to pretend like, oh, I'm this, I'm not. No, no, no. I know exactly who God gave me to be. And it's for his glory and and his kingdom and for his gospel to be shared. It's not for me to take and try to um, appease my own uh, lustful desires of the flesh with these gifts, which I've done. And that be broken and empty. And so uh, we need to teach young men what it's like to be humble and, and, and who is the perfect example of humility, which was Jesus. Right. Sometimes he didn't respond to uh, abuse. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have a, a, a quick, smart mouth rebuttal. He didn't have to tell people how bad he was. He was just a bad boy because he was a savior of the world. He knew who he was. So he didn't have to tell people who he was. Um, and I think those examples are what we need to follow as men. And um, that's when real power starts to, to really just ooze out of us to everyone around and people see Jesus instead of seeing us. Mm. Yeah. I, amen to that. I, I completely agree. And that's awesome that you shared. I really appreciate that. Good stuff, my friend. Um, if my listeners wanted to uh, look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, um, where can they find you? What's the best place to find you? And then also what do you have coming up that you're looking forward to? All social media platforms is at Heath Evans 44. I am um, most active on Instagram. Um, there is a, a vision for, for YouTube in, in the process, but it is uh, um, not firing yet. Um, what's coming up? Um, listen, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're stacking days. My, my right. wife that I just married um, has a um, successful weight loss company. Her, her social media handle is weight loss hero that she is. Uh, she has helped almost 12,000 women worldwide lose wow. significant, significant amount of weights. And so we are building Weight Loss Hero, um, her her business um, acumen and her gifts that God has given her have kind of come alongside and, um, you know, made up for all my, my business weaknesses so that I don't know what the heck I'm doing and build don't ready. Um, so we're, I mean, listen, our, our, we were talking a few minutes ago before, you know, this, this podcast that, um, even about a business decision that was made where some woman just did us dirty that man, our, what we have coming up is trying to live a life that, that honors God. Even if it means we swear to our own hurt, um, we're trying to take days and say, God, we don't know how to build businesses, but you do. And our heart is to reach men and women. Um, mine is obviously through fitness. Um, hers is through weight loss. Uh, but the ultimate goal is to point people to Jesus so they can have their hearts healed and they can walk in power and purpose and, um, walk in eternal favor with a gracious, loving God so that when they draw their last breath and they stand before our maker, um, they have the right answer to answer to God. Um, why should I let you in? And mm. that is Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, um, Heath, look, it's, it's been a, been a huge honor to have you on, my friend. I'm glad we've gotten to know each other. Uh, certainly stay in touch. And um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to what things are coming out for you uh, in the future. Brian, I appreciate you, buddy. Look forward to doing it again sometime. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. 
Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.